Hello, New Jersey Devils fans, and welcome to the Locked On Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Julia Kender, and I'm here to bring you the latest and greatest in Devils news, opinion, and analytics. Don't forget, you can subscribe to Locked on Devils on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you receive your podcasts so that you don't miss an episode. I'm starting a new thing here on Locked on Devils where you can send me your own comments, concerns about the team, and questions. You can email me at LockedOnDevils at gmail.com or tweet me at LockedOnDevils on Twitter. I'll be doing a little mailbag segment every week. The first one this week will be Friday, so make sure to get your questions and everything in. Okay, so that was a pretty good win last night, wasn't it? Um, I was very happy with uh, the shootout. Um, I wasn't happy with most of the game, I'm going to be honest, but we'll get to that later. Um, I just want to talk about that shootout for a second and how Coach Hines put in two inexperienced players, uh, Jesser Boakfast being a younger player, to do the shootout. I was so surprised and I was very happy with it um he put in Nikita Gusev who scored as well as Jesper Boakfast who also scored um in the shootout uh Mackenzie Blackwood was great in the shootout um that last aim on Patrick Laine was huge um Mackenzie Blackwood was great in the whole game honestly and I will get to him later on in the podcast but right now we're focusing on this shootout um I just, I was so surprised by Coach Hines' uh, choice to put in two of the mo- more inexperienced players for the shootout. Um, he could have put in, like, uh, I don't know, Wayne Simmons, who's done shootouts before, and he's like 31% uh, shootout success rate. Taylor Hall, who's 23%. And Travis Sajak, who's 21%. So those are, like, the top guys to put into the shootout. And those percentages are low, but shootout percentages tend to be low, right? So those are kind of, like, the people who I was thinking he was going to do. I even thought maybe Nico Heeshear because he scored in the game. And he's a good goal scorer, so, like, why not? Um, But, I mean, choosing two of the like kind of rookie-ish guys to go out for the shootout is putting a lot of faith in them and I'm really happy that he did it. I was so excited to see that. Um, So that was really cool and it paid off. Who would have thunk putting Jesper Bofus and Nikita Gusa back in the lineup would pay off? Um, Not me. That's a lie. I've been saying that this whole time. That I think that those two, as well as Brat, should be in the lineup. Brat, unfortunately, can't be in the lineup because he has an upper body injury. That's a whole different story. Alright, so I mentioned that I didn't really like the game, like, the rest of the game. Um, Especially overtime. Again, we'll get to that in a little bit. But I didn't like the way that they played the game. Um, They didn't come out hot. They didn't come out ready to go. Um, They kind of lacked in the first period. Um, I just, I don't know. I didn't didn't see their their want and their drive after Nico's goal. So Nico scored early on in the first period, 
And I was like, that's great. This is going to propel the team. And it didn't. I don't think that the team really got the motivation that a goal usually brings. They didn't get that, like, spur of energy. Um, And I think that that carried into the second period where the Jets scored, um, tying the game 1-1. But I just think that their energy was kind of lacking for the whole game. Um, They didn't play as strong of a game as they could have and should have, especially starting off this roadie. I think they could have had more energy. I think they could have played a better a better game overall. But I will say they kind of dug a hole, but they were able to climb out of the hole as a team, which was really good to see. They kind of stuck together and in the third period rallied and were able to come back in the shootout. Um, they played a good, strong third period for most of the period, I guess. Um, The overtime wasn't great, um, but they did show fight uh, in the third period. Uh, They kind of made the Jets play their game in the third period, like play the Devils game, which was good. um, But it should have been that way from the start, you know? Um, They should have been playing the Devils game the entire game, not just at the end of the third period when they were like, oh shoot, we might lose this thing, you know? Um, so from there, let's just get into overtime because I was not happy with this. Um, I was not happy with the fact that Coach Hines kept playing the same three people, uh, Taylor Hall, Nico Heeshear, and P.K. Subban. And yeah, they had timeouts, and so he was able to put them back on the ice. But after a certain point, um, I think that you're kind of running players into the ground, Um, they've played an entire game. They can't play the entire overtime as well, you know? And I think that that's what he was trying to get Nico, Taylor, and PK to do, uh, which was not the best idea, in my opinion. Um, I think, honestly, the double should have lost in overtime. I do not think that they played a good, or a good overtime at all. Um, they played most of the overtime in their own zone. Uh, they let the Jets dominate them. And I just, I don't know. I did not like the way that they played overtime. Treat yourself to the meal that you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code Locked On. Okay, let's talk about Mackenzie Blackwood now who I really think had a great game. Um, He played really well. Um, This was his third consecutive start in net, including both halves of a back-to-back earlier on uh, last weekend. But I think that he played a really good game. Um, He didn't look tired, which he could have because he played both halves of a back-to-back. He looked strong and he looked like the goalie that we needed him to be he made some incredibly timely saves uh he made some big saves on some big players uh for the jets and he really kept us in the game uh the team didn't play that well in front of him for most of the game and Mackenzie blackwood was able to kind of find his own groove and be able to pull out the game for the team basically 
Um, I think that he really played he played the game he had to play and he played as well as he could with what the team was giving him. Uh, he played better than what he could have been playing, you know? The game could have easily been more than just tied for the majority of the game. It could have been the Jets leading, but because of Mackenzie Blackwood, he kept us in that game. He kept it tied for most of it. He made some big saves. He didn't let his not lack of defense, but you know the not great defense in front of him get to him. Uh, he still was able to stop the puck when he needed to, and I was really, really impressed with him. Um, he, I think Coach Hines is going to end up running him into the ground. I think I mentioned this before, but I think that Coach Hines is obviously going to go with the hot hand at the moment. Corey Schneider just hasn't been that for us uh, at all this season. So he's continuing with Mackenzie Blackwood now that we're kind of getting into the season. Um, it makes sense. However, you got to give the man a break. He can't be playing every single game. And I don't think he will be for this roadie, but I'm just talking about the fact that he played him for both halves of the back-to-back -back uh, against the Flyers and against the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, I think that that was just too much. Um, Mackenzie Blackwood didn't really show that it was too much for him, and he came out strong, as strong as he could be for the Winnipeg game. Um, but I... I hope that Coach Hines realizes that he is a young goaltender. He is a single person, and he can't be playing every single game. Uh, he's a goalie. Goalies can't play every single game. Like they're not like forwards. They're not like it's not like Taylor Hall who can play every game. Goalies are different. Goalies play the entire game. You know, like it's just too much. So I have a feeling Corey Schneider gets a start in Calgary tomorrow. Um, I don't know for sure, obviously, if that's going to happen, but I have a little bit of an inkling that that's going to happen, or not even an inkling, it's more I hope that that's going to happen. Uh, I hope Coach Hines is smarter than that, um, and he decides to do that for, you know, his team, um, for the betterment of his team, for the betterment of both Mackenzie Blackwood's like overall health and the betterment of the team in the long run. So I want to talk about Nico Heashier now for a little bit. Uh, I'm a big Nico Heashier fan. Um, I think that he's great for this team. I think he's a great playmaker, a good goal scorer. And I kind of predicted yesterday in my podcast that he was going to score. So no big deal or anything, but he scored. And boy, what a goal. It was a great backhand goal. Um, the goalie just was out of position because the puck somehow got to Nico and he was able to put it in the net. It was just a really great goal. Uh, one of those goals that you just really need. Uh, put us on the scoreboard first, which is always really good. Um, and it was all around, he played a very good game. So he has a quote from uh, last night that I just want to read to you. It's, quote, Nico Heashier. It's little things that can decide games, too. They're not coming up on the score sheet. So I think that that is uh, him kind of saying, like, the team isn't just 
goal scorers. It's not just him scoring a goal yesterday that made the game. Um, it's the way the defense plays. It's the way the lines play together. It's the way the goalie plays. It's the plays that are made. It's the checks that are finished. It's staying on the puck. It's special teams. It's everything that makes a team. It's not just one person. It's not just scoring goals. And I think that Nico Hishier really put that well, um, really eloquently. Um, it was a really short quote, but I really liked it. Um, really liked what he said. Really liked that he has this team-first attitude. Um, like, he, he just kind of puts the team first. It's never about him. It's never about, oh, I scored this goal. It's, oh, let's get this win with Nico. And I love that about him. Um, I think that's so important in a player. Um, and I just, I think that he really scored a good goal for us last night. And it's just going to keep coming with him. Now let's talk special teams. So we were 0 for 3 on the power play last night. And um, that's not great. <laughs> I keep saying we need to score on more than just one out of like four or five power plays. We can't keep doing this. We can't keep having the same conversation on this podcast. I I can't keep ranting about special teams not being good. I'm getting tired, man. Like, it's too much. Um, I think that it's it's just ridiculous at this point that they can't find special teams that work. Like, if something's not working, switch it up. If that's not working, switch it up. You know what Coach Hines did instead? He switched up what was working, which was the lines from the Carolina game. That's, I talked about that yesterday. I We won, I get it. Still was not the best game. Still could have been better. That's a whole other thing. I just, I don't get why special teams aren't clicking. I don't know what's going on there. Um, something's happening and they're just not, they're not getting it. They're not getting enough pucks in the net or on net. They're not having, they're having like harder times entering their own zone. Um, they're having trouble keeping possession, uh, on their own power plays. And it's all of these things that contribute to the fact that they're, they were over three on the power play. It shouldn't be that way. Um, and special teams might have just had an off night last night, sure. But this is a consistent thing. This isn't new. So special teams have got to step it up. I all like I've just I've been saying this over and over. But special teams reflect how your team is five on five. If you can't score on special teams, man, like I don't know. I just I. I can't keep having the same conversation with you guys. Um, the team's got to change. And I know you guys are probably tired of hearing me harp on special teams um, because I'm tired of harping on special teams, honestly. Um, the only good thing about special teams last night is, one, the team only took one penalty. That's great. That's huge for us. Uh, really like that. Um, I'm pretty proud of them for only taking one penalty throughout an entire game especially because the game got chippy towards the end with the Jets um the game kind of got a little gritty and there was a lot of shoving and a lot of like 
scrums after plays even on a face-off like guys were going at each other so the fact that they only took one penalty throughout the entire game yesterday was great um and they killed the penalty that they took so another positive thing for them um their penalty kill is not an issue which i love i love the fact that they can kill penalties i love watching them on the penalty kill um i don't love watching them on the penalty kill because they took a penalty but i love watching them on the penalty kill because they're strong they look strong um and i really enjoy that i really think that's great um i just don't think the power play is good it's not up to par with the metro division it's not up to par in the nhl it's just not doing its job so at Coach Hines, something needs to change there. All right, now I want to talk about something that happened last night that was nobody's fault, um, but I feel the need to talk about it. Um, Brian Little of the Winnipeg Jets, he took a teammate's clapper to the head. Uh, he had a helmet on, but he still bled a lot. Um, it was really scary to watch, and... It sucks for him because he just came off of being injured with a concussion. Head injuries are not a joke. Um, brain trauma is, it's really serious. And I feel the need to just touch on it really fast because there's a lot of traumatic brain injuries in hockey. Some of them can be avoided. Some of them are freak incidents like this, but this is something I want to touch on more in my podcast. Um, probably I'll touch on it more as it comes up. But the amount of concussions that have been taken across the NHL just within these first few weeks has been astronomical. It has been higher than the average per week. Um, I don't have exact numbers in front of me, but I know for a fact it's been higher than the average, um, which is not okay. I think that that needs to change in this game. Um, I'm not saying get rid of hitting. I'm not saying get rid of this or that. I'm just saying some traumatic brain injuries can be avoided. This, unfortunately, could not be avoided. It was a freak incident. He took. He was behind the goal. His teammate missed the net, and Brian Little had just happened to be skating by around the back of the net and took it to the head. Um, that's just... A freak incident. It sucks that it happened. It was really scary to see. Uh, trainers were on the ice right away. Um, and he skated off under his own power, which was huge. Because you can't always do that when you have a traumatic brain injury. Uh, he skated off under his own power. He was holding a towel to his head because, as I mentioned before, he was bleeding. Um, but hopefully he has a speedy recovery. Um, I just... I'm worried uh, about the fact that he had a brain injury, came back, and only a few games later is out again with another concussion. Well, okay, it hasn't been, like, confirmed he has a concussion, but I'm just, you know, inferring with the context that he might have a concussion. All right, on a lighter note, um, we play the Calgary Flames tomorrow. So that's pretty cool. Uh, having consistent hockey games 
pretty cool, guys. I'm a fan of it. I don't know about you, but I like being able to have a consistent schedule. Uh, this Western road trip keeps us pretty consistent, uh, playing consistently. Um, I like that. I think it's important for a team to be playing consistently. Um, I think it helps them stay in their groove, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, they play Calgary tomorrow. I just want to do a little overview of Calgary. Um, right now, they are nine, seven, and two. Um, they, I don't know. I, I'm honestly going to tell you, I have to do a lot of research tonight about Calgary because I haven't been watching them much this season. I just haven't really been watching a lot of the Western Canada games. Um, but obviously Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Chuck are two of the people that I want to look out for for tomorrow. Um, Elias Lindholm is also somebody that I think is important to keep an eye on. But we all know Matthew Kuchuk really likes to stir things up. Um, I think it'll be fun to watch him go with Wayne Simmons uh, if anything happens there. If the game gets a little, a little fighty, a little punchy, uh, I think that would be really fun to watch uh, Wayne Simmons go up against Matthew Kuchuk. Um, if Wayne Simmons stays on the fourth line, he might not see Matthew Chuck much, but Hines might put him on the ice if things get chippy. Uh, so yeah, that is it for me today, guys. I really hope you enjoyed this one. Um, make sure that you follow me on Twitter, JK underscore Kender, K-E-N-D-E-R, and follow at LockedOnDevils on Twitter as well. I will talk to you all tomorrow. Uh, we'll talk about the Calgary game. And tomorrow night will be the Calgary game, so that'll be fun. Um, again, I hope you enjoyed this one, and go Devils!